We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. You know, everybody's like shocked. He's 72. And and they're saying he's going to stay in the front office probably. So is that really a firing? Or do they sit down and go, bro, you're 72. It might be time. I, they're kind of tre- been treading water the last few years, a little bit. I mean, they're not bad; they've been bad. But I think you picked the right coach to go bro to because Pete Carroll is a seventy-two-year-old <laughs> bro. I mean, I think it's just shocking because the the Carroll and, and Schneider thing has worked so long, and oh, even yeah. you you met they they have been treading water, but that that they've still elevated the Seattle franchise to a level that like I I thought Pete would, and maybe Pete like decided this of his own volition if that's true then you know i 72 he's earned the right to walk off from the sunset but if they let go of him it makes me wonder whether they have the guy right like maybe is this one of the franchises that saw vrabel get gone and thought to themselves hey let's let's get that guy in here and he can kind of help bridge and build what we kind of built here the first place yeah i you do wonder about that because if the Maybe it was, hey, Pete, you're back next year. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Oh, my gosh. Vrabel's available? And maybe Schneider called him last night and said, look, you want you want in? And maybe Vrabel said, yeah, I want to coach. But, again, everybody thinks Vrabel's going to New England, but Belichick's in his business-as-usual routine up there. doesn't sound like that's happening today, I wouldn't think. So maybe Seattle's pouncing on uh, – on a candidate they didn't think would be available. So, you know, it's interesting about that. Ian Rappaport also just tweeting out the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, would quickly be considered a strong candidate to replace Pete Carroll, who now exits as head coach. I The Dan Quinn stuff is weird. Like, the, 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 the growing legacy of what he is. Like, he's a good retread coach. But, like, I'm not moving off a Hall of Fame head coach just to ensure that I get Dan Quinn. Like, I, I feel like... With that resume, I feel like there are plenty of other coaches you could have found. Retreads with that same resume a year from now or two years from now, I don't think that's making me move off Pete Carroll. I, I, I still cannot get, ever get past Dan Quinn having blowing that lead in the Super Bowl. <laughs> He's a great defensive court, like you said. Don't get me wrong. Excellent coach. And he did a nice job at Atlanta. It wasn't there's a lot worse head coaches than Dan Quinn, but I me personally, I just can't can't, can't get past that choke job. <laughs> I can't. I uh, I don't think anybody can, uh, but this is the power. I'll also say this is the power of just the the it's this power of the star. Like it, I don't know what it is that you go that you can just go to Dallas, and if Dallas is winning, you just get talked about more. I don't even know that it actually improves your actual prestige, but like I feel like you know like John Fossil, um, Jim Fossil's kid is the special teams coach. He's like fifty. I don't know why I'm calling him his kid. Um, but like he's gotten some run in head coaching stuff, and it's just like, I mean, even Brian Schottenheimer, he's oh getting some love in coaching circles as a potential head coach, and oh. all of it is he's what winning about, in Dallas. What about the man that invented offense, Kellen Moore? Come on, Ooh. right? Man, can you imagine firing <laughs> Brandon Staley just to turn around and and hire the offensive coordinator that was part of the thing that got uh, Brandon Staley fired? He's, he got an interview, but I don't know if they're going to hire him. But yeah. uh, but crazy. hey. 
future Browns offensive coordinator. If this, uh, if he, if he flames out there, think about it. Spread concepts. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, well, what, the Browns might not. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it, and I don't want to do say this publicly. But I'm on a radio show, so I better do it. I mean, Jim, another job opening now. I mean, Jim Schwartz, and I know he's got great ties with Tennessee, and they loved him in Tennessee. And of course, he left the Titans to take the Lions head coaching job years ago. I mean. If the Titans want to go in a different direction and hire an offensive-minded coach, obviously that's not the choice, but you got to figure Schwartz will get get some run when this thing's all said and done, right? I kind of think that he's one of the guys in the playoffs that has the most at stake. I, there's actually a few guys on the Browns, but I think Jim Schwartz, as a potential head coaching candidate this offseason, starts with the Browns and, and the Browns' defense leading the way to a win this weekend against Houston. And the other guy that I think it's crucial for is Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco could make himself a couple extra millions of dollars for next year and beyond if he goes out there this weekend in in at four thirty looks like the guy he has the last couple weeks where he's making big plays and you know there's going to be some mistakes but I think if he goes out there and drops three hundred on Houston and you win by a tutty or or more yeah I I think Jim Schwartz and Joe Flacco can make themselves a lot of money and a lot of opportunities this weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, that, and look, as fans, we just sit here and go, win the football game, do your thing. It's not about, uh-oh, well, Flacco played so well, and Nick Wilson said on the fan that, <laughs> that now he's going to leave because he's going to get all this money or whatever it is. But, like, bottom line is, is that you feel good about this Browns game Saturday because of the way Flacco's playing. And even when the Browns went into Pittsburgh years ago, and I know there were no fans there, it was COVID, I don't think I, there were still plenty of, you know, there were plenty of Baker stands, but there were also plenty of anti-Baker people. So, oh, he, Steelers in the playoffs, no way. And he played really well. So, like, now there's more confidence in the quarterback in a big game in this town in a long time. I'm not calling this, you know, the Lord Bernie in 86 against, you know, the Jets or whomever, but, like, it's close. I mean, people are on this bandwagon and feel very good about this quarterback. What do you think right? about the Don Strzok comparisons? Well... That was one game in 88 or two games. You know, I, I mean, Don Strzok was on the beach and he was like 40 something. Remember he came up to Cleveland for that game and it was snowing and the dude, the, the dude had a, had a tan like no other. I mean, you gotta, you gotta throw Joe Flacco in some sort of tanning bed in Brunswick or something to, uh, <laughs> to compare him to Don Strzok. That's a good call, though. We do have uh, some Ohio State news coming out as uh, third year. This is just, it just hit the inbox here. Uh, that uh, special teams coach Parker Fleming is out in Columbus, and Matt Guerreri, I believe that's how I'm saying that, or I'm just going to butcher the hell out of it, is the new safeties coach with additional responsibilities to be assigned. So more coaching news in the Ohio State front, uh, more more coaching news in the NFL. Pete Carroll is out, but you know we we kind of have we started the conversation about a rematch and how much the rematch does matter. The the only part of the rematch factor that that does it, that that there's some unknown versus like if if the circumstances were different is they've seen the guys that you're going to put out there on Sunday and they've seen how you're going to attack them you really haven't seen how they're going to try and attack you with their best because not only CJ Stroud was out for that that last Houston game but also you know the the their edge guys were banged up went went out in the middle of the game like i i do think that kind of matters having them, them having a fresher look at you, 
and you kind of ha- not really having that same thing of like, well, this is what it would look like if we had Will Anderson, Grenard, and, and C.J. Stroud on the field at the time. Yeah, look, Will Anderson's a beast. Nobody's discounting that. And, of course, the Browns were able to feast on Houston without Stroud. But I just, to me, like I said before, Browns went up front on the offensive line and the defensive line, don't turn it over, are smart with it, then they should win. I don't care if it's the second time around, third time around. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen some of those matchups before. And, heck, if the Browns win this week and the seeds stay the same and they would go to Baltimore um, next week, like, yeah, I know they've seen them twice. I, I know they hit – we all know the history behind the Browns and Ravens, and it's not – it's been one-sided. But, like, I just think this seems better than Houston, and I think that the, the Kevin Stefanski has done such a good job, especially with this offense – and resurrecting it after people thought, oh, we lost Watson, we lost Chubb, we lost this guy, that guy. The old line in, 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 in which game was that when uh, the entire old line was down pretty much. Um, it's amazing. And I think now, you know, go win this thing, man. Like, they're the better team. They're an 11-win team for a reason. And they've got guys that have been there. You know, I know they had that Flacco and Rodney McLeod and others spoke to the team because they have Super Bowl experience. That's great. So go do it. Like, don't listen to some of the, the, the naysayers and say, well, it's going to be difficult to win there twice. Yeah, I guess, but it's not like they're going to Lambo. <laughs> Come on. Let a naysayer know, as I always say. <laughs> I, You know, oh my God. here's the thing about that, though. because So the Flacco part is what's most interesting about this matchup because I think there are some in Cleveland who expect – 2013 Joe Flacco and it's not just in Cleveland I think it's I think that's the last playoff memory because that's the brightest playoff memory his Eli Manning run that won them the Super Bowl and I think people have equated what he did down the stretch to that and the reality is those four games he played in in 2012 were some of the cleanest football he ever played in his career and so you, you factor that into the fact this is a rematch, and all of a sudden, Houston does have two guys who can get after Joe Flacco. I think that adds intrigue. I'm still confident. I'm still really where you are on this, that you're the better team. I think I think your ability to to both run the ball and, and pass the ball on this team are going to be the difference because they're kind of a middle-of-the-road defense. The only thing they really do well is get after the quarterback, but I think that's the wild-card factor is Anderson and Grenard being able to get after Joe Flacco and whether that brings out lesser Joe Flacco or whether Joe still goes out there and drops 300 like he did three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, I mean. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I watched Gardner Minshew on a fourth-string running back not connect on a fourth down that probably could have won the Colts the game. And then we'd be talking about Browns-Colts this weekend. So it's not like Houston went in. Look, Houston played a really good game. D'Amico Ryans, you could argue, will get coach of the year votes. We all obviously think Stefanski should get it. There's an argument for Dan Campbell. There's an argument for Ryans. There's an argument for Matt LaFleur. There's a lot of great candidates. And Ryans has done a great job. But, like, that's a Texans team that, like you said, with a healthy Will Anderson last week, 
with a healthy C.J. Stroud, narrowly defeated a Colts team without their quarterback and a Colts team, nobody, that's another guy, Steichen for Coach of the Year, that nobody expected to be there. So I still think even the big thing for me, Nick, for Saturday is, yeah, Will Anderson can be a monster and get around the edge a couple of times. As long as Flacco holds on to the ball, there's no strip sacks, there's no picks. If he just handles, takes a few sacks but doesn't turn it over, I think the Browns are going to be okay. Now, if Flacco turns into, what was it, the Jets game or whatever it was, we started throwing interceptions, then then we got a problem. But if he holds on to the football and there's a sack or two or there's a little bit of pressure and he throws it away, as long as there's not stupid turnovers on the road that hand the Texans opportunities, I think the Browns are going to be just fine. I think it's interesting what you said there, stupid turnovers, because he's turned the ball over in every game that he's played since being the Browns quarterback. But I think... Think back to that first Texans game. I hadn't. I didn't have. Uh, unlike the the Rams uh, interception, unlike the the two second half uh, interceptions he had against the Jets, I didn't have any problems with the kinds of interceptions he threw against Houston four weeks ago. Because one was in into the end zone because he didn't have a kicker at the end of the half, the first half, so it didn't cost you anything. And the other one was a sideline throw that, if I remember correctly. There was an immediate, unlike five plays later, the, yeah. the Browns got the ball back. Yeah. So, like, those are, to me, those are unoffensive turnovers if either your defense can negate them or it is situational and it basically becomes like a long punt. What about the Bears game? I mean, they couldn't block Montez Sweat. That was the game where all the entire offensive line was hurt. And Chicago was just bowling over him at times and, and getting in, in his face. Threw a couple of first half picks, I think, in that game. And then ended up. What ended up happening, Nick? They won. So that's the thing. Style points. The style points have never been a Cleveland Browns thing. All right, but like, you know, you want style points, you got to go back to Slaughter and Langhorn. But like, it's and Biner and Mac. But just just get it done because I do think there's going to be some of those Chicago moments where Anderson's going to maybe you know. Do, but as long as you hold on to the ball. I think the Browns will be all right. I truly believe that. They've found ways to win this year, and that's why, you know, I heard uh, Baskin and Phelps talk about it. PFF said coach of the year should be uh, Stefanski. Assistant of the year should be Schwartz. Well, then then, then go out, out, you know, out-scheme Ryans in that group, and let's move on. I think I realized I, – I just realized what you're doing. We do this in radio all the time when somebody's like, hey, did you hear person X? You're like, what do you think about them? You're like, they're a really nice person. And uh, you really like they, they. You mentioned the intangibles, yeah. right? Like not not a locker room problem at all, right? Just gets along with everybody, get along guy. And they're like, no, 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 no. But like, what did you think of the show? That's what you're doing to the Houston <laughs> Texans here. You're I saying all know. the right things that you're saying all the right things, but in reality, you don't respect the Houston Texans. Well, no, you're gonna get me in trouble with our buddy Landry Locker down in Houston. He'll uh, he'll find a way to tweet at me. But like, <laughs> no, I they have a good team, but like, I would be really scared if Tank Dell was there. Like, that dude scares me. And he's not there. You know, like that. To me, I think, like you said, if you put Ward on Collins and, and limit him, you know, Schultz is a little bit banged up. Their tight end's good, but he's not 100%. Uh, Dell's a guy that I thought really came on this year. And without him, I think that hurts their offense big time. 216-474-0092. At Nick Wilson says on uh, X, social media reactions brought to you by our friends. It's Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.